0: Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, superachievers. For this episode, I'm interviewing Suzanne Kohlberg. Suzanne is an international mindset coach, speaker, and author who helps overgivers and people pleasers learn to say no to others in a way that feels good.
1: Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Christina.
0: Well, I am excited. This is a unique topic. And after, as I was telling you a little bit earlier, so many episodes, it can be tough to find unique topics. So this is, I'm pretty excited here. But before we jump into that, can you share a little bit about yourself with our listeners?
1: So I am joining you from Australia. So I don't know how many listeners you have in Australia, but in in the future, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I'm a mum of two. I have a nine and a seven-year-old who keep me on my toes and I am a coach and my passion is helping people set boundaries and uphold them because it's one thing to set a boundary as another thing to actually then uphold it and also remodel it because sometimes it sounds really good in our head and then when it comes to actually you know upholding that, we're like actually I don't really want to do this at all so being flexible yeah. with our boundaries as well yeah
0: yeah now it, before we get the topic I thought that I mean that's great I I know that was a big part of uh, my life lessons was learning how to actually set boundaries. And it was like easier setting them from people who aren't as close to me. And then the ones that were close to me, boy, that was a tough learning uh, experience. Oh, that is
1: <laughs> such a thing for anybody struggling with boundaries. Yes. That it's so funny. is the biggest thing I say, start with people who don't know you yet, because when they come into your orbit, they don't know any other version of you. But with yeah. people who've been with you the longest, especially like because I actually live in Sydney, Mm -hmm. Um, And my family is in Tasmania, the tiny little island down the bottom of Australia that Mm -hmm. often gets left off the map. And (laughs) I moved out of Tasmania in my early 20s, and I'm now in my late 30s. And when I do go and visit my family, it's about once a year, um, and we talk, but it's kind of like I froze in time, that version of me. And it's hilarious with the boundaries and all this sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, that's not me anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the people closest to us can often have a version of us in our mind, in their minds and we, and vice versa. So the boundaries thing. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Wow. Oh, cool.
0: <laughs> well, we might, I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but first I would love to know secondary gain. What is it in relation to our goals?
1: Well, so often, so my path into coaching and what I do now is from my own Personal weight history. So, to cut a very long story short, I've been a lifelong dieter. My first diet, age four, <laughs> my parents put wow. me on to fit in the flower girl dress for my sister's wedding, and it was a roller coaster. So, when people talk yeah. about their roller coaster dieting history, I, hundred percent, I get that. Mm-hmm. And it when I was had had my second child, so I would just turned thirty. I was like, I cannot diet again. Like to put myself through the mental. Like, there's a physical toll on your body, but the mm-hmm. mental and emotional toll, I think, is often what is not spoken about. And I was like, can't do this again. But there has to be some sort of gain in our behavior, whether it be overeating, overworking, over shopping, over scrolling. Like, we, I think we all tend to have our, our over-consuming behavior in whatever way, shape or form that we want to abolish or get rid of or excise. <laughs> yes. And when I talk about secondary gain, I'm like, what are you benefiting from in doing that? And most people don't see any form of benefiting. And I've been reading your book um, the, about the life is an escape room, I think is the yes. title. I apologize if I got it yeah. wrong. But I love how you talk about stepping back. Stepping back, because often the clue is right there on the wall. And because we are so close to it, we don't see it. So with our secondary gain behavior, we are so close to it, overeating, over-consuming, whatever. All we see is the problem. Mm -hmm. And when we step back and have a look like, how is this benefiting us? And we get over our brain going, no, it's not benefiting us. And my life will be amazing if I just stop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then we can be like, oh. And when we address that then the behavior tends to stop on its own because it's kind of like getting to the source rather than the presenting thing.
0: Ooh, I love it. So could we take it through, let's call it a case study. And case I love study. that you mentioned, because um, I'm sure many, especially Americans, are struggling with you know, uh, weight gain, dieting, all of that stuff. So what would be an example of taking that through secondary gain?
1: Okay, so... In the moment that you're doing it, like I'll use, I've worked with lots of clients, but I'll use myself as an example. In the moment that you're feeling, I don't like the term triggered. I think it's banded around a lot and there is like an actual psychological and and definitions of that. So the word I use instead is activated. (laughs) When you're feeling activated, like, oh, you know, somebody sent me a crappy email or um, I've just yelled at my kids and I'm feeling kind of like that wasn't the best way I could handle things or, or whatever, the food is really tempting because it's become a habit or because, like, for me personally, I'll use the kids' example because I'm sure many of us can relate. Like, your kids are young, you've lost it, <laughs> you apologise. I've never been against apologising to my children. Like, I will own when I'm in the wrong and they're fine and off playing again, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Guilt, <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, often the feeling, like I might be angry that they have ruined, um, like I, I can think of a perfect example. I had this beautiful vase that I got from a family member for my 18th birthday and one of my kids accidentally smashed it. So it wasn't, mm. it wasn't intentional, but I was angry about this happening and I yelled and then I apologized. I, I can't sit in that anger of being angry at my kid. They were young, it was an accident, they didn't understand. When I eat, then I feel guilty. And guilt is a very self directed emotion. And I'm actually a lot more comfortable in guilt than in anger. So the secondary gain mm. of my overeating behavior is I'm no longer externalizing. And I haven't been I hadn't been taught it's something a skill I have since cultivated, how to process all my emotions, how to sit with them, how to feel them. Um, but, you know, the secondary gain is when I'm feeling guilty, which is self-directed, I, I don't have to sit with or process or feel that anger or that resentment in any way.
0: Ah, yeah. So that would be a benefit that that brings you. And I know a lot of people don't think, you know, those limiting beliefs or those stories we have created uh, that are holding us back. They have a benefit and we have them for a reason to protect ourselves
1: yes yes
0: so then we so let's go through the process what do you recommend someone so they how how do they identify a secondary gain um, and then overcome it to get into you know whatever goal that they want
1: it's it's simple but it's not easy things in life right (laughs) because the thing is it's slowing it down to first of all even realize that you're using food work shopping whatever it is as a buffer as a way to numb as a way to ignore because often we don't realize until after we've done it and then Mm -hmm. we're so busy beating ourselves up oh i ate again i shopped again i stayed up all night watching netflix again Mm -hmm. um so the very first part is slowing it down and even I think this is where I know for me and many of my clients, this is the hardest part. When we slow it down, we still often engage in the behavior. Mm-hmm. Like slowing it down because the thing is we know intellectually like overeating is not great for me. My credit card score is not good. I shouldn't be buying this stuff. Yeah. But when we can actually be with it when we're doing it, then we can ask. And in the beginning, I know for a lot of my clients, when they don't get anything, they're like, I, I tried it, Suze. I got nothing. Like, I got nothing. Nothing came because we've buried it. Like, when you have a yeah. habit that is so fast into a, a response, it takes time to be able to slow it down enough to go, oh, actually, what am I getting from this? So journaling is a great activity, Um and it's another thing, so many people, and I don't know I teach journaling, you teach what you most need to know. It's one of my most resistance tools, too, because when it's on the paper, it's not in your head anymore. You actually have to look at it. It's like, oh, yes. <laughs> it's literally in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other thing, yeah. too, with any secondary gain behavior, if you are activated and wanting chocolate, in the moment that you eat the chocolate, even for a few seconds, you feel better or you feel nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if you don't eat the chocolate, you don't magically lose weight or reach your goal. So it's that instant gratification thing of, and and then like boundary, it's a boundary with yourself. Mm. So it's kind of like many of us who are parents or who do work or whatever way we show up in our lives, set boundaries with others all day and uphold those. Yeah. that we are tired and then when it comes to ourselves we're just like no nah. yeah <laughs> so the secondary gain there too can be that relief or that mini break or mini holiday like you might not have the time or the funds to actually go on a holiday but you can have a mini holiday by eating something
0: <laughs> yeah well i had never thought about setting i'd never that's wow pers- what paradigm shift <laughs> setting boundaries with ourselves
1: Yes, and they're the hardest ones to keep because we don't have anybody else to keep us accountable. And yeah. it's funny, like so many people I know myself too with weight. I always thought if I was just rich enough to hire somebody to follow me around and <laughs> slap biscuits out of my hand, like, and it's so funny. I remember thinking I was the only person on earth who thought that, but so many of my clients <laughs> like, yes. And I was like, but when you really <laughs> think about it, like this is your escape room thing. Step back from this. Why wouldn't that work? Because you would just fire them. When you were really activated in that moment, you'd be like, Christina, you're fired. (laughs) Go eat the stuff. (laughs) And then the next day you'd be looking to fill that position again. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Isn't that funny? How We're just self-sabotaging all over the place.
1: Yes. But the (laughs) thing is the self-sabotage, that secondary gain behavior, in the moment it has something, it gives us something. And instead of trying to excise that or abolish that or get rid of that, it's like give that thing – A place in the vehicle but don't let it drive (laughs) yeah
0: yeah all right so we we slow down we become aware of it and especially Mm -hmm. while we're doing it we become more aware and you suggested journaling is there any particular uh way of journaling that you suggest for better learning about hey what's going on in, in in here in my head
1: the way I'd really suggest it is, first of all, get the cheapest journal possible. Like, go to what I think you guys call it Walmart. We call it Kmart here. Like, so what happens when I say journaling? Most people, they go and buy some fancy journal, mm. and then they're like, oh, I can't write in it, Suzanne, because my handwriting's so terrible, and it's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or they're like, well, I can't do the journaling because I haven't bought a journal yet. And we kind of delay. Like, we're really sneaky. Of course. We're like, I've got to research the best type of journal. Yes. And then I need the rest, best type of pen. Pen, and then, yep. <laughs> so cheapest, nastiest journal you can find. <laughs> and deliberately, like, if you're a tea drinker, spill some tea on it or start Ooh. halfway through or whatever. Like, stop that perfectionistic, uh-huh. I need to start on page one, I need to have the best pen. Or use notes on your phone. Like, I'm an iPhone user. Mm -hmm. I have so much notes on my phone that I just capture because I always have my phone with me. Because the other thing, too, oh, Suzanne, I I bought the journal, but I just never have it with me. Great, you Uh always have your phone with you. (laughs) It's like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) So I know a lot of the journal experts would be horrified when I'm saying use your phone because science has shown studies that actually writing something helps rewire your brain and yada, yada, yada. But there's the best scientific way to do something and then there's the way that you actually do it. So, yes.
0: <laughs> so we get use out of your own way. Us.
1: <laughs> We use the best thing against us. We're like, well, science says this is the best, but I can't do that so I'm just going to do nothing. And it's like, yeah, yeah that's where we use evidence Secondary against ourselves. Game. <laughs> <laughs> so basically when you have your phone or crappy journal or whatever you have, in that moment if you – capture it. If you've managed to pause first, celebrate that because, mm. you know, you probably, you listen to this and go, this sounds so easy. And then you'll be like, Suzanne sucks. She was what she's talking about. I do. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm talking about. It'll probably take you a few weeks to capture that. And when you do celebrate it and then just ask, what am I getting from this? Mm-hmm. And for a while you'll probably get nothing because that part of you has been so pushed down, numbed, ignored, not given a voice because you've yeah. covered it with food or shopping or whatever, that it's probably a little bit not trusting of you going, what do I get from mm-hmm. this? And or you will dis- you will ignore it. Like I, I just love how this lines up with your work and your book and everything because the most obvious things often right in front of you. You'll be like, oh no, it can't possibly be that. Like, I'm waiting for some divine download. <laughs> <Earth> <laughs> I'm waiting. Shattering. For- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and usually it's something along the lines of, I just need a break. Because when you think about it, so many of us say no to ourselves all day and say yes to everybody else. Mm-hmm. That at the end of the day, when we stay up late watching Netflix and eating chips and whatever, the thing we get out of that is a break. And then we go so far to the other extreme. It's like, well, what would you like? And you're writing it down. It's like, well, I would like a week in the Maldives with a poor boy feeding me grapes and nobody (laughs) needing anything. And it's like, well, that's impossible, Suze. This exercise, like, (laughs) I can talk most people through this. like, you don't know what you're talking about. This is dumb. And it's like, okay, you can't have that. But could you, could you go outside and sit in the sun for five minutes and breathe? Well, that won't possibly be enough. And it's like, but shoving biscuits down while you're standing at the pantry is. And it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is amazing how we continually. So I'm, I'm also well hearing that um, when we find that we're putting up a lot of excuses, yeah, that that's a sign maybe to look a little bit further in. And give some yes. space for something give to come some out.
1: space and also too, look at two so like often we are conditioned that resting is bad like we mm. should be constantly productive yeah. and when you think about it eating is an activity that's not frowned upon girls got to eat boys got to eat person's got to yeah. eat so it's like if i truly want to rest and i'm not allowing myself to have that but I will eat while I watch Netflix or I'll eat while I read my book or I'll eat whatever. It's like what happens if you took the eating out and enjoyed the activity? Mm. Like unpacking that and, and that wiring that, you know, taking a break is bad. So the yeah. secondary gain of having the food is it's conditionally you've been, you know, it's acceptable to take a break to have some food. Yeah. So it's kind of like unpacking this kind of false False dichotomy we have here, so like for me, sitting down and watching an episode of a show without the distraction of my phone or a snack or something else is really challenging because yeah. we were taught like it's lazy, yeah,
0: wow, yep, I just did that right before this episode or right before <laughs> we were this interview. it was like,, oh, I don't really have time to watch for a show, but I really want to watch it It's just funny the um, the rule set that we're not even aware that we create for ourselves.
1: Yeah. Or being created for us would being modeled for us by our parents. Yes. Like it's funny. I told you when I, I go and visit my family and, you know, they live in the state and it's like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm watching a show. It's like, oh, but there's dishes in the sink. Oh, but there's this. And it's like, yeah, and there will be when the show has finished. <laughs> 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 I'm not saying don't do any housework and whatever, but so often yeah. it's like, we, we don't allow ourselves any form of break because I need to yeah. pay the bills, clean the floor, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then it's like the the secondary gain is allowing us to slow down. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like when you're like, these things are still going to be there, but my rest is important and paramount. I actually schedule my rest first, which horrifies so many people and nothing interrupts nice. that. So it's like, what are you doing right now? Oh, I have a commitment. I don't tell them the commitment is I'm reading a book. <laughs> People are like, it's a commitment to yourself? To read? <laughs> I read two books every week, minimum without fail. And people are like, oh, I just don't have time to read. And it's like, no, you don't make time. There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. I like to replace that with, um, it's not a priority for me. Yes. And that's yeah. very and confronting I, too. I did come up with that. I heard it from somewhere, but I, I look, cause it really does change your perspective.
1: But that's a secondary gain thing too, because yeah. it's kind of like we, we have, passion projects, things that we want to do. I'm a, um, an avid diamond dotter. Do you know what that is? It's becoming no. more and more. So it's kind of like lazy person's cross-stitch. So instead of having a needle and thread, you have the, the sticky back and these uh-huh. little um, things that you pick up with a, you know, they're the diamonds and you put them on the sticky back. So as I said, lazy person's cross stitch. Oh. And okay. I absolutely love doing that. And it's so funny. The number of people who are like, well, I think that's boring. Well, that's cool. Like you do you. We all have the things that we like. Exactly. Or I don't have time for that. And it's like, what's well, not a priority? And the thing is, yeah. because what does it do? It like at the end I have a nice pretty picture. But I don't even have space for them anymore. So I literally just <laughs> give them away when I'm done. And people are like, Well, why do that? It's like puzzles. You, you do yeah. the thing for the relaxation and the you know, that it brings you. Yeah. And I think we've become so focused and priority about, you know, achieving and, and doing something that's, you know, creating that we've yeah. lost touch with what what brings us joy. Yeah, And if you really want to, like I often diamond dot while listening to podcasts, so it's a win-win. <laughs> there you go.
0: Oh, <laughs> Any final things you think we need to know about secondary gain before we get to your products or services?
1: Just being aware of we don't do anything without some sort of win. And even if we can't, it's like the secondary gain isn't necessarily in the moment. It could be a long-term thing. It could be um, often a fear of the transformation because the thing is, say you were trying to lose weight, you the secondary gain, I know for me, was like, well, once I've lost the weight, I can't watch TV and eat anymore. I have to always be exercising or productive uh, or, or whatever. So it's kind of like maybe the secondary gain is some fear of that transformation that's keeping you stuck. It's a whole area to explore yeah. that the future version of you, you're making so idealised that you're not actually going to take, when you lose the weight, I, I have lost 171 pounds. So an entire wow. person, I tell you on the other side of that, you are still you, <laughs> you mm-hmm. just physically take up less space. It was the most disappointing thing ever, but also <laughs> the most empowering because it yes. was like, Oh, all those things will still be there. And I think certainly on some subconscious level, we know that. And that's why we often self-sabotage or have these secondary gain behaviors because we we like, oh, that's going to be really disappointing. So I'm just going to stick to doing this now. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. You've given us a lot to think about. That's for sure. Now, if people want to learn more and or find out more about you, how can they do that?
1: The what, best what way is to come over to my website, SuzanneKolberg.com. And I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes because the spelling of yes. Kolberg's interesting. On my <laughs> website, you'll find I have written a book um, it's called the beginning is bad word. I know you have a clean show.
0: <laughs> no, no, not totally. Quit bleeping around. Come on. <laughs> oh, I thought
1: that too, but I was like, so it's the beginning is shit, but I've got a, a seven Love year old. It. So he's like, my mommy's an author. She's written the beginning is bad word, which cracks everybody up. <laughs> um, but it is about my weight journey. So uh-huh. you can grab the first two chapters of that from there. I have a newsletter Ooh. list and I do run a program called why wait? <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. what are we waiting for? Um, and yeah. all the details of that are there as well. Oh,
0: nice. Excellent. Okay. Your final piece of advice for our listeners.
1: It's a quote by Sophia Bush, but it's like, you can be both a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so often we, when we are trying to do goals, we set ourselves up for failure by doing this all or nothing. Like from Monday, the universal day to change my life. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm going to do all these things. We'll start the date on Monday, yeah. Yes,
1: you can be a masterpiece (laughs) and a work in progress at the same time. And also all masterpieces are flawed. Like if you have, uh, I've got this lovely kitchen table that's got this like kind of crack thing through it, but it's Mm -hmm. still a masterpiece. So don't think that this version of you is going to do all the things that the current version doesn't do. You get to be both.
0: Oh, I love it. That also reminds me of the what's that Japanese art of putting? Oh, gold kids,
1: kitsung, I kind of pronounce Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But you put gold in the cracks and then make it yeah. more beautiful. Yes.
0: Aww, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, Suzanne. Thank you so much for
1: having me. It's been fabulous.
0: If you'd like to learn more about Suzanne, visit her website at suzannekolberg.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.